team's saying, am I gonna bring the action? I'm gonna bring everything I have to this because you don't even understand. Four decades ago, 40 years ago, I met this man <clears throat> and he influenced me so much by what he was doing. And to me, he's the greatest bodybuilder ever to walk on stage. Lee Haney, the Mr. Olympia. He's not even just the best bodybuilder, he's the best Mr. Olympia to me. He's the best role model to me. He is tremendous. What's cool is I met him 40 years ago when I first started competing, and then I get to interview him now. And to me, it's pretty darn, inc it's pretty darn cool, sorry. Um, I'm nervous, man, this guy. He means so much to me because I set my life up at that stage 40 years ago on mimicking a lot of the stuff he was doing. So this is a huge opportunity for me and an honor. And to know that he knows me and, and respects my career at this stage is tremendous. So I am so proud to be able to do this and bring you guys the legend, my hero, Lee Haney. And I say you're looking sharp. And I mean, well, I'm trying, Mike. You know, we got to stay on top of this as we start to mature years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I got a term. I'm wondering if you agree with this. Minimize the decline. I like that. I, that falls right in line with one of my terms I use called age management. Yeah, I love that. because, And that's what I wanted. I'm sitting there going, I'm one of these guys that's a, Lee Haney, Barry DeMay, you know, uh, Rich Gaspari. Um, and I don't know if we'll go into when Rich was living with you. He told me some great stories. Oh, he told yeah. me some great stories. Um, and he told me one story. And, and I'll just kind of give you the, a little hint to this if I if we go into this later. But he, he gave me a story about you demanded the respect. And, and, and you did it in a very nice way, but you go, uh-uh. It's a respect, this location, this, this, this place here. And uh, we may go into that later because I just like the old school respect. I grew up in a uh, martial arts kind of family. And so I learned early to walk behind the individual. I learned to uh, respect and look the person in the eyes when you shake their hand. Yep. Um, not this kind of handshake like, hey, how you doing? It just it's those little details that I learned and I and I picked that up from you on how you how you carry yourself at appearances, discussions, casual conversations. That you were raised right, I guess you would say. Um, or at least my take, you were raised right and good parents and, and, and good family. Uh, yeah, that you, that makes a huge difference, Mike, and what you were saying, you know, in your background coming from martial arts. You know, that's a huge demand there with the sensei. You got to respect and walk it on in integrity. But as you were saying, that's something that I sort of size a guy up uh, when, you know, talking to him. If his eyes are wandering or he's looking off in other direction, that's like a level of disrespect. Or sometimes it's a level of just not being focused. And uh, that's something that we see a, a, a quite a bit of. I recently was at uh, Madhouse Gym. You're familiar with Madhouse here in Mapleton, Georgia? Yeah. I mean, it's mad, too. I mean, equipment everywhere. But anyway, I was doing an interview with a young man. He was 18. He's uh, 
He's going to be entering the Lee Haney games, the 2022 Lee Haney games coming up November the 12th. And so I'm talking to him. And I'm Which I will be at. Uh, oh, oh yeah. So you come in, Mike. Great. I'm there. Great. Me and the whole tank crew is there. That. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, I'm talking to this young man. And as I'm talking to him, all of a sudden, his eyes start to wander around you the room. I say, hey, hey. I said, look here at me. Don't look around the room. I'm talking to you. That's a level of respect. I mean, if I'm here giving you my time and information as an eight-time Mr. Olympia, you better pay attention. <laughs> anyway, I jacked him up as he was standing with his uncle. His uncle said, tell him, Lee. Of course, his uncle was around my age. So, you know, you have to sort of, you know, in, in a nice, positive way, sort of bring that to people's attention, you know, when I'm meeting even young boys because I got a mentoring program. I make sure that they look the person straight in the eye, you know, and that's, that's a big thing with me. You said something during that stage because you because you are the eight time greatest, and you said, "Hey, if I'm going to give my time to you, you should do that." I wish, I wish we didn't even have to say, "I'm the eight time greatest." I wish it would just be like, "I'm an individual across from you talking to you. Yeah. Give me some respect and listen to me," or 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 say you don't want it. But I wish it was just a more common thing that just that respect of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, I'm that's around true. so many. Of the uh, the seventies and eighties guys at goals, and you know these guys are older, obviously, and I get a kick out of talking to them because I'm a fourteen year old boy again. It's instant, and I'm like, oh, so tell me about this, tell me about that, and I'm just so focused on it. And and like the kids I'm training with are like, yeah, but that's the guy over there's a IFBB pro right now and stuff, and I'm like, I don't care. There's yeah. there's so much knowledge in this individual that was here in the 70s and 80s, 90s, 2000, 2000 it's like, I want to learn from that. Right. And, and so, that was that was powerful for me coming up. You know, I never will forget walking to uh, World's Gym, Gold's Gym, my first trip to California, and I'm seeing people like Albert Beckles and uh, Robbie and Arnold and Frank Zane. I mean, the guys that I grew up watching in the magazines, and there I was, a youngster uh, within their presence. And, and man, it, it was like I knew them before I actually met them because I yeah. had read everything I could get my hands on concerning each of these iconic legends. And it meant so much to me. I, I looked at their, their workout plans, their eating regiments, and the care of developing a finish and polished physique. So it, it, it was a tool of, of inspiration and a sort of a how-to for me to arrive to where I did as eight-time Mr. Olympia. I love that you say that because it, it's so similar to me. And I don't know if it's because of our times and, and that we've lived in this, but like my training partner is Robbie Robinson, you know? Yes. And I, first train when I got to California at 1920 was Tom Plaz. And so when I got there, I'm like, these are the guys that I grew up with. And now I'm training with them and I'm still training with Robbie now. And I'm like, it's such, like you said, it's, we knew them before we met them. Yeah. And they didn't yes. let us down. Albert Beckel. Come on. Yeah. Come mm -hmm. on. You know, so, I, y'all, uh, when I lived there in California, I live in the San Fernando Valley, you know, me and my wife, Shirley, and there was a gold gym 
in the uh, Reseda, off Reseda Boulevard in the Valley. And Apple would train there and uh, we would see a lot of different guys there, but particularly Albert. I had the honor of befriending him. And man, we went, we went, we went out to dinner almost every week, if not every other week, and just watching Albert's habits, watching them eat, you know, and his friendship. It just did so much for me as a younger bodybuilder. I, I, I love Albert Beckles dearly. And the one thing that I admire so much about Albert, and which I tried to pattern myself after, I never saw Albert out of shape. He was always eating. I saw him do fish and rice and vegetables. I never saw, saw Albert do anything other than those things which was going to keep him, you know, within striking distance of being yeah. contest ready. He was he was a lot of discipline. I. I I 100% agree with you on that aspect, but I went somewhere while you were saying that because I can see the, I can see you picturing him at dinner as you're telling me this story and, and the, the friendship. And even though I, I, I mean, I, I saw pumping iron too, you know, um, and Mike Christian and everything. For me, when I always talk about the 80s and 90s, I always talk about that we would talk smack, but it's to get them the other, because we wanted the best out of the other guy that we're competing against. We weren't talking smack to bring him down. We want your very best. Show me your best, because if I'm going to win, I want to be the very, I want to beat the best you. And it brought a friendship and, and everything, and it, take, it took everybody's level of lifting up a notch. My fault. Yeah, it, it did. It, it happened in that way. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. Like me and Mike Christian, we would fight it out in the gym all the time. I mean, you see some recordings of Mike. Oh, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. I said, Mike, you don't want none of this. You just think you want some of this. And, man, but, uh, you know, Mike was my babysitter when I first moved to California. I didn't know how to ride the bus. I didn't know where, where to go grocery shopping. I knew nothing. And matter of fact, I stayed at the hotel that Mike was sort of the security head of when I first got there. And man, he took real good care of me, me and my wife. And there we are in the gym, you know, messing with each other, but at the same time, loving each other. Yeah. Loving each other, you know, that camaraderie was just so special. And it still, and it still lasts until today. I still love Mike. We still, still in touch with each other, rich. Just the whole team of guys. I mean, Leela Brada, I love these guys, although I, I picked with them on the street. <laughs> so my question is, you and I started very young, uh, nine, 10 years old, and it seemed to help me in a lifetime. What did it do for you uh, besides winning the Miss Teenage America and competing against men as still a teenager and doing these things? Did it set you up for life to win and can you give me some insight on what parents should do with their kids in training? Okay. Well, you know what, Mike? It's very important. And always when I'm speaking, I do a lot of public speaking, particularly in men's share group. I just did one this last Saturday. And I let them know of the importance of listening and watching your kids. You know, they, they can tell you what they want to be or what they want to do if you just follow them. And watch, you know, watch what they're doing. I mean, I have a tendency when I was a youngster to trying to pick up things. 
Tell you what I did. At the age of six years old, uh, my brother and I were hanging out in the in the in the in the yard, and um, I had this tendency of trying to pick up stuff. So anyway, he's three and a half years older than me, big. I mean, I'm I'm five eleven. My brother was six foot four, so he's always been bigger than me. So anyway, Dad has a baby blue Fairlane Ford. I'm six years old. I'm thinking I'm Hercules and Samson at age six. I pick up a boulder and thinking I could throw it over the car. I thought I was strong enough as Hercules and Samson to toss that boulder over the car. My brother looked at me and said, you better not do it. And then, of course, I didn't listen to him. Man, I took three step forward, four step, uh, three step backwards, three step forward, and lunged it through the air. And boom, it landed in the back glass of my daddy's fair lane forward. Oh, man, he came out of the house and said, who did it? Hey, man, look, I had to confess. I lied. I said, he did <laughs> I said, I wasn't going to let my daddy kill me, man. I like, well, my dad was big, big neck, big shoulders, big chest, small waist. He looked, he looked like me. And, and my brother looked like he was strong enough to lift up that bowler, but I didn't. I was a little bitty guy with little skinny arms. And my dad looked at me and looked at my brother. And all of a sudden, him and my brother took off running down the wood. <laughs> but, you know, Whoa. getting back to that, my dad later figured out when he started taking me to bodybuilding competitions and got bigger and muscles and everything started growing. He knew it had to be me at that point because, you know, it, it was in me, even as a youngster, is trying to throw those bowls over the car. So if parents watch their kids, just look at their mannerism, what they love to do if they pitiful a lot, you know, uh, being a little girl or a little boy, it's in them. So one of the mistakes that parents make is trying to mold them in the way that we think they should go. No, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a dentist. Wait a minute. This little guy, every time you turn around, he's putting stuff together. He, he's either building Legos, guess what, an engineer, or architect, yeah. or he's drawing something. So how are you trying to make him become a doctor? That's not who he is. So and a lot of times I watch people grow up and be miserable in professions that their parents pushed them into. So you have to watch, listen, and pray as it relates to your kids and bringing them up in the way that they should go. My parents listened to me. I actually set of weights for Christmas when I was 10 years old, and they listened. They got me a set of weights. And guess what? I helped my dad get his first tractor-trailer truck. My mom now, she's a widower. Her mom and Shirley mom, I got them in a beautiful duplex. All they do is plant flowers. <laughs> they listened to me as a young boy. So that young boy was able to provide health and wellness to them as they grow and beyond just me taking care of my own family, but that's just listening to your kids. It'll be amazed as to how they'll turn out and they'll be happy people because money's not everything. Most people look at money, well, they'll make $400 million doing that or whatever. If you make $50,000 and you're happy, then you're going to have a longer, healthier life. Yeah. If you make 100000 and you're miserable, 
then you won't live long. I got I got one last question and I, I gotta get you back on the show because I have so much to ask. I mean there's I mean I could I could do every week with you technically, but I do have one more question for today, and that is did health and fitness and understanding or not just being taught about nutrition, but discovering nutrition best for you, has that helped you live a long, uh, not just a long life, because I, I, I don't look at you as one of these guys going, I, I have longevity, and longevity is that time. It's the quality of life that you have that's impressive. And I wish more people would say, yeah, I want to live till 100. Okay, but if you're in a wheelchair and on a couch, fat, overweight, at 25, you know, that's not really living life. So did weightlifting and eating right help you to be productive and, and live a longer, healthier life than the guys that are competing? We're losing these guys so much younger and younger now. Um, but just to you, your fact about your life. Yeah, you know, Mike, that's, that's very important that you ask that because I've always said as I'm speaking to people in conferences, I do a lot of age management seminars. Uh, one of my books is called uh, Fit at Any Age. Fit at Any Age, I talk about functional nutrition, functional training to help manage age. And age management, it, it should start from day one, from children all the way through adulthood to seniorhood. You know, so why day one? Why can't you start it at 60? Exactly. Now, you know, age management, it can start at 60, 64. But the fact of the matter is, if you tore yourself up for the first 40, 50 years, your body didn't forget it. It's, time is unforgiving. You yeah. can do your best going forward. That's why we have to emphasize health, fitness, at an early age with our kids, with our youth and so forth, because America now has a sick society of young people because we're not taking care of teaching them the basic fundamentals of good nutrition and exercise. You know, as past chairman of the President's Council, man, we looked at statistics showing that, you know, this new generation, and I'm saying that now they're not living past 50 years old because of fast foods, because of not taking ownership of their health, uh, they're dying prematurely. So yeah. one of the things I always emphasize to people is that your health is your wealth. You know, one of the things that the Dalai Lama said, and I just hopefully is a true statement from him, it's true whether he said it or not, that man, one of the things he said that surprises him most about man that he spent his entire life trying to attain wealth only to lose his wealth trying to get his health back. I said that this morning. I cannot believe you said the same thing I said to Mona this morning. That's crazy. Why are you so pretty, Mike? <laughs> I, was, I said the same. I, I was like, they, they work so hard to make the money and then they get to my age or your age or just around this time and they go, I'm going to spend all that money trying to get time and health. And it's like, start young. It's pretty simple. You know, I had a gentleman ask me because I, I train athletes. I still train some athletes. But mostly I work with a lot of CEOs. But this young man said to me, uh, um, it was something that relates to, okay, how did I sit structure the nutritional 
percentages, you know, 10% fat, 30% protein, 60% carbohydrate. And of course, those could fluctuate depending upon the body type of the person and where they presently, presently are. You know, most mesomorphic, which you're mesomorphic, I'm mesomorphic, we have a natural fast metabolism and we're, we, we become leaner at a shorter period of time. Matter of fact, a lot of times we have to eat up for a competition instead of eating down, which is a blessing. We don't have to live off of green beans and tuna fish. So, <laughs> he said green beets. That's old school. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. So the whole deal is if you don't flex it, if you can't flex it, don't carry it. You know, so I was trying to get him to understand the importance of understanding nutrition and clean eating. And clean clean eating doesn't mean you don't have to eat. You just have to be have enough knowledge to what's clean and what's dirty. Listen, sweet potatoes are always going to be cleaner than french fries. You know, baked chicken is always going to be cleaner than fried chicken. You know, and, and so it's... The fried chicken tastes good. Most of you get in the South. <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of learning how to eat. You know, because as I trained for the Miss Olympia, I was never on a miserable diet. I had to train up, which was great. Listen, I love sweet potato. High in beta carotene, high in fiber. You know, it's a it's a it's an antibiotic type of uh, 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 an uh, an uh, um, you know uh, it's one of these type of vegetables that help promote growth throughout the entire body. You know, so it's great for those things. You know, chicken, particularly fish, it, it digests easy. I was never a beef person. It takes steak over forty eight hours to digest, and as a lot of guys are finding out, and you witness it too, Mike is that a lot of us are uh, sick from heart disease. Well, my ticker is perfect. My my orders is nice and clean by way of my blood work because I've never used that steak in my in my preparation all season on. I've stayed with chicken, fish, eggs, and I've used spinach, I've used pineapple, I've used sweet potatoes to keep my arteries nice and healthy. So bringing kids up, and the way that they should go in managing age should begin with good nutrition. And yeah. managing age doesn't mean just as a, as you grow older, it means even when you're in a in the bodybuilding level of just getting started to intermediate to advanced bodybuilding. You know, one of my phases has always been trained to stimulate, not annihilate. You know, I've been- I use your quote a lot. I bench pressed 500 pounds one time, Mike. Just messing around, just wanting to see if I can do it. And I did it pretty easy. But I also knew that if I ripped my pec, that would have been the end of it. Yeah. It didn't take a 500 pound bench to develop my chest. Because I understand doing ballistic training, let's say, let's say on the bench press, you come down, you almost like a plyo type of movement. You stimulate fast twitch fiber just by way of the movement. You come down, control, and you back up. Does it take a million pounds? I put, I brought Evander for 192 pounds up to 214 pounds in six weeks by using that type of training. And he never went past 180 pounds on the bench press. But his was just stimulating fast twitch fiber. He became explosive. He put on muscle size and he knocked Buster Douglas out. Then we beat Riddick Bow. I mean, I have this huge 15 diamond ring. Uh, to prove that as one of the team members, but and and you made him look like a freaking bodybuilder in the ring. 
He's those shoulders and traps on Holly. Oh, beautiful. He walks out and you're just like, wow. Okay. Um, I, I want to science of training. You can take yeah. the body anywhere you want it. That's why I, I know the like viewers international associates of fitness science. I yeah. pride myself on that because I know how to get the best out of the body, how to feed the body and how to do correct training without tearing the body up, which is the reason why here I am at the age of 62. I have no knee problems, no hip problems, no back problems, no shoulder problems. I don't have any of that because of being smart about training. Stimulate, not annihilate. So I know the fans are watching and they're like, I want to learn about nutrition. I want to learn about training philosophies. I want to rest, recover. What are the best foods? And we will get that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bug you to get you on down the road when you have uh, time to talk about the fundamentals of training, but I hope that people watching this today understand you're talking and you're looking at one of the greatest that's ever stepped on stage, um, who, who by living his dream motivated me to do it. And I think the, the little key things that we talked about today, the mindset, how to interact, I think those are so much bigger than the nutrition and training to me, because we're talking about life. And the competitions are just for a short period of time, but we're talking life and loving life and, 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 and trying to be a good person and trying to do your dream and raise a family and be the best human you can. I think today's talk, even if it didn't satisfy the fitness buffs, I hope they understand what we're talking about is the real stuff, the real grit behind why you are who you are. And, you know, a lot of guys dieted, a lot of guys trained, but there's only one Lee Haney. There's just, and it's an amazing thing to see. And and props to you because I was uh, I was with Arnold and he was talking about you. And uh, I told him that I'm going to sit down with you. And he says, one of the best humans he's ever met. So, yeah, I yeah, just, you know, you know that's legends, man. I, I hope the fans today enjoyed this time. I will get you back on to talk about the fundamentals of nutrition, training your best foods, and what you saw other people doing. Um, and we'll talk about Rich Gaspari staying with you um, where you were both dieting. Um, so we, we got to go into all that at another time. And I will definitely see you at your games. And we'll put all the links down so you guys can get his book. Um, Follow him on Instagram, all social media, and about his projects he's working on helping communities and kids and humans. Thank, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it all that you do for the entire world of bodybuilding. Man, I was telling my wife, hey, I'm going to be on with Mike today. I said, he, I said he's that pretty guy. You know? <laughs> he said, oh, yes, I know him. You know, for sure, he's a big Michael Hearn or Hearn fan. And, uh, I appreciate everything that you do for the entire bodybuilding world. It's a real honor to have been on with you, man. God bless you and your beautiful family. And uh, that, that beautiful little man that you bring it up, he, uh, he's going to be a world changer just like his dad. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 one real quick thing, and we want to go on this next time, but I'm going to take you back to the childhood of how you grew up with the outhouse and all this stuff. Because... My baby mama grew up in Romania during the uh, Communist Party and the, uh, the Civil War. And the way she grew up was very hard. 
and, and it made such a strong individual coming to America at such a young age and living in New York, not speaking the language. But I want to talk about that because I think that's something I've seen with a lot of people that grew up very humble beginnings, beyond humble beginnings, and became such powerful, strong individuals that helped the world. So that's next time, though. I don't want to hold you up anymore. <laughs> Love you, brother. God bless you, Mike. What do I say? Uh, I don't think I need to say much. He said it all. Um, he's lived a lifetime of health and fitness. And that was just like the root of it. You know what I mean? The foundation of it is, is the lifting. And I wish you guys would understand this. And a lot of us that have done this journey keep trying to tell you it's that's foundation work. The training's foundation. The nutrition is foundation. But what it does is so much more than create a body so much more it's again like Mona always says like Lee Haney all these guys that I interview that are at that elite level all come back to the same thing it's the mindset it's just it comes down to not how strong your body is how strong is the will your mindset that's it you guys you picked it up right there he crushes it like always and that's why he's to me again even more so now the goat to me because I have so much respect of how he's lived his life in outside of the gym community helping people I can go on forever you just watched my I got tingles knowing that I got to do this today that's it have a great day generation iron thank you so much subscribe to this and I'll see you guys next week